you found it. A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories, music from a variety of Canadian artists, and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. The title of this episode is called The Big Switch. Have you ever had a job that suddenly became a different job in description and function? In April of my high school graduation year, I applied to be an office assistant at a children's camp located about one hour north of the city where I lived and located on the edge of a huge lake. By the middle of May, my application was approved and I was to start my new job soon after my graduation celebrations were over at the end of June. It felt so good to have something in place for the summer as I wasn't sure what I would do in the fall and this gave me time to think about that as well as earn a little bit of money for any classes I may want to attend come the fall. Once my grad celebrations were over, it was time to pack and get ready to move to camp for the next two months. I was very thrilled that several other friends were going to be on site, either lifeguarding or counseling kids. For when we had time off, I would have some people to hang with that I knew, making being away from home all summer more appealing than it already was. Upon arriving at camp, the executive director took me aside and informed me that there would be a change to my job description due to an unexpected emergency. This all sounded very serious, and I was curious to know what the job change entailed. Perhaps more responsibility in the office, adding counseling to my tasks, or maybe I would work with the horses on site. My mind bounced all over with possible scenarios. However, when the executive director told me what the change was, I could not believe my ears. I asked him to repeat it, and this is what he said. Cheryl, since you are such a mature and responsible person, we are giving you the position of dining hall hostess for the majority of the summer. The person that was going to fill this position has had to be hospitalized and will be gone for the entire summer. So we looked at who was coming up for the whole summer, and when we realized you were, we thought this would be a great fit for you. I think the look of shock on my face was a dead giveaway of how I did not agree with his assessment, but it did not stop him from continuing to give me details on what the job involved and how he was sure I could do it. Here are some of those details. I would be in charge of everything that took place in the dining hall, where 250 people were served three meals and two snacks each day. This meant supervising up to 40 people some who were the parents of friends of mine and the majority who were significantly older than I was. Scheduling these people into shifts to prepare the dining room, serve the meals and beverages, and then clean up said dining room, plus getting it ready for the next meal service. I was also in charge of coordinating the use of the dishwasher and other aspects of the kitchen, where three full-time cooks were in charge, 
and were also much older than I was. I was to address any maintenance needs and order supplies. Plus, my day would start at 4.30 a.m. and not be done until about 11.30 p.m., with one day off for each of the nine weeks of camp. What? What? How in the world was I mature and responsible enough to carry out this job? This summer was to be fun. I was supposed to be able to hang with friends, and sure, I was there to serve Jesus Christ, but really, how could this job description be part of that? I let the executive director know that I was grateful that he thought I could handle this all, but at the moment it seemed beyond me. He let me know that it was either this position or nothing, as they had someone who could do the office assistant position, but not the dining hall hostess one. With a deep breath and a good dose of fear, I agreed to take it on and let him know that if I felt in over my head, he would definitely be the first to hear about it and then would need to do something to help me out. Then it was time to pray and ask God to wrap my head around this big switch in plans from being an office assistant to the only dining hall hostess. Thankfully, God heard my desperate pleas and gave me peace a sense of adventure about it all, the assurance of his presence so that I felt I was able to make this switch in job descriptions happen. The first two weeks, my staff were a real mix, including a number of women who were the moms of a group of guy friends of mine. It was so weird to be the supervisor or boss of my guy friend's moms, but each of the women assured me that it was going to work and we would enjoy being together for such long hours in the dining hall and kitchen. Well, they were right. We had so much fun working together, singing at the top of our lungs, having soap sud fights after many rounds of washing pots and pans, sneaking extra scoops of ice cream to enjoy after a long shift, setting booby traps in the staff housing so that small pails of water fell on those who used the bathroom, and raiding our tea and coffee service to see who could not only lift the heavy kettles without spilling any of the beverages on others, but also on the floor. My guy friend's moms had such fun that a number of them decided to stay longer and give two more weeks to being dining hall staff. On weekends when they would head home for 30 hours off, they apparently let their spouses and families know that working at camp was way more fun than they imagined, so they were going to give more time to helping me out. One of my guy friends let me know that not only was his mom so happy to be at camp, but that working with me was the reason it was such a highlight and why she was willing to give more time than she had originally intended. This felt like a win to me and a huge answer to my fear-filled prayers earlier in the summer when the position was given to, or perhaps shall we say just a tiny bit forced on, me. Friends from the city heard about my challenging position and decided to come up for a week or two to be my employees to encourage me and help out. Family even came out to help, and that was a real highlight, for it was fun not only to work together, but ease my homesickness that occasionally made an appearance. When I did have some time off, I was given the keys to the office and told I could go in there, be alone, and listen to some LPs to relax. Since the selection was quite limited, it became the summer of listening to Anne Murray, a Canadian singer, and her song Snowbird more times than I care to admit. When I had 24 hours off, I was able to hang with other staff, 
And this is when several became dear friends of mine. And crazy things happened, like skinny dipping by moonlight, sitting in the passenger seat of a souped-up 1969 Dodge Charger while my friend raced others in their muscle cars along a stretch of highway. Amazingly, didn't get a ticket. Learning to sail a catamaran and then learning how to get it right side up when it happened to capsize in the large, unruly waves of the lake. Sitting by a campfire with new and old friends making s'mores and telling stories late into the night. Or spending time with my latest crush walking along the lakeshore by moonlight. It was a summer of lots of hard work, lots of fun, responsibilities that were many and often seemed beyond my ability, and seeing God answering prayer over and over again in the midst of it all. A summer and a summer job I will not forget. Carrie Welke's song, If I Give You Time, is a good fit for this episode, as it speaks of how God can change our minds and stays the same even if our circumstances are a surprise to us or a change in ways we could not imagine. Last night, sunlight Seemed to creep inside my head
How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? Juan from Colombia has been in prison for 10 years and a Christian for five. He listens to Ernesto Pinto on Encuentro every day in his cell. Juan hopes for a reduced prison sentence and to tell his story on Encuentro. He says, I teach the Word of God here in prison. Please send me more material. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. Being the dining hall hostess at camp is not something I ever would have imagined that I could do or even would want to do. Yet there I was in my 18th year of life doing exactly that job. To have the executive director of the camp see me as a possible candidate for the position was incredibly flattering, but also terrifying. This is where the flattery really did not get me anywhere, but the terror did, right to praying to God for help. God showed up. He answered and he helped me to not only carry out the job, but to have a great time doing it, and added to that providing me with friendships that endure to this day. Moses is known for thinking that he could not do what God asked him to do. God believed in Moses, but Moses did not believe in himself. In the book of Exodus in the Bible, God appears to Moses in a burning bush and asks Moses to do something that Moses does not think he can. Here is a piece of this interchange between God and Moses, as found in Exodus 3, verses 10 to 12, from the New Living Translation. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. Moses is willing to listen to God and what God thinks Moses can do. But Moses disagrees with God's assessment of him. God gets straight to the point and advises Moses that he will be with him while Moses is leading the people of Israel out of Egypt. In other words, Moses is going to do what God asks of him, but God will accompany him the entire time and make the mission successful. God answered my prayers, accompanied me the entire summer, and helped me grow in so many ways while doing a job I never thought I was capable of doing. This experience was a good start to the life I have led so far and the jobs I have had since graduating from high school. As many have seemed beyond my ability, and yet with God's call and promise of accompanying me, they actually happened and in many cases have allowed me to have the time of my life. Is God asking you or me to do something we think we can't? Maybe it is time to pray and see where God leads and accompanies us. Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E. Not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. Your thoughts on the podcast 
any questions you may have or things you would like me to pray about for you.